Hey, y'all. Welcome to the People Purpose Podcast, the show that explores all of the ins and outs, challenges and opportunities HR people managers and all people face at work every single day. I am with my virtual background. Julie, we want virtual background today. My virtual background co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Julie Devlin, hello. Uh, and if you're watching this on YouTube, which we know a lot of you do, uh, all in all, we're just another brick in the wall. So uh, I'll, I'll leave it uh, Pink Floyd, right? Pink Floyd. Absolutely. Absolutely. I yes. I decided to go with the brick background today um, just to change things up a little bit because why not? Because yeah, I did. I did the same thing, but it's not for the same reason that you did virtual background. It's because the picture, the map behind me actually fell off the wall. Yes. Um, so I will be running over to Home Depot later today to fix that. So anyways, <laughs> not why we're here. Julie, tell me something good. Chaz, something good for me, uh, considering this time of year, you know, I always look at, I obviously try to live in the present moment, but I, I look ahead and Wow, UKG has so many great things coming up mm. in 2024. And That's my right. something good is just being so excited for the opportunities that are presented to to us to help yeah. our, our potential customers and also our current customers in 2024. So more on that uh, coming up. Um, but that's that's, right. that's really, when I think of something good, that's what I, that's what's on my mind today. Yeah. Uh, you know, this episode being live in December, tis the season, the holiday season, as we all know, uh, the Fields household celebrates Christmas. Uh, it's a really exciting time for us. You know, my son is now at the age where you can see the wonder. Right. Mm. You can see the wonder so much so that uh, we actually put our Christmas tree up really early. Uh, I went and bought one of those mechanical trains to run under the tree. Uh, and I'm telling you, good and bad, because at 5.45 a.m., he's really excited to play with said train. Yeah. Bad on the other side is it's at 5.45 a.m. Right. So. So, well, you did so, it to yourself, my friend. You did it to yourself. That's, but hey. that's right. That's right. So, hey, Chaz, uh, let's get let's into it. In. Yeah. yeah, let's get into it because what I'm so I'm so excited to talk about what we're about to talk about today, um, which is our mega trends. Um, and yeah, I've yeah, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna get into those. But what I wanted to start with our as we do in every episode, our business stat of the day. This stat is is really staggering. Um, it, it, our megatrends, our 2023 megatrends, were downloaded and and viewed over three million times. Um, yeah, yeah. In in uh, in November of uh, launching in November of 2022. So every year we launch our megatrends around November, um, and they are just uh, over three million people global reach have had a look at these. And I know that even more, they were impacted because we've had so many conversations in the speeches that we do. I know I include the megatrends in every one of my speeches, uh, no matter what the topic is, because right. they're so relevant. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty wild to think, you know, obviously UKG releases these every year and it continues to expand. It continues to grow. We know that there are a lot of people behind the scenes that help with this. We'll talk more about that in a minute. But what's so interesting is these are malleable, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's, hey, this industry may experience the megatrend that we're talking about in, in January of 2023. And the next industry, based on the 2023 megatrends, may not experience it until later that year, maybe in 24 or 25, right? It's, it's a really special piece that we do a lot of research behind. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, we help organizations think differently. 
And that's what it's all about, right? Is how do we better our business? How do we better our people? How do we better the situations and experiences and culture that they have? And this is one of those things that people get really excited for year over year. Yeah. Uh, and, and important for us to recognize, Chaz, that when we do talk about the megatrends, just because there's a year attached to it, we take right. a lot of we put a lot of intention into recognizing that these are what we see coming down the pike, but mm-hmm. it's not just for that year. Right. It it may be an outlook that we're taking um, to start talking about having the conversation in whatever year that we release the megatrends for. But but they there's still megatrends that are apropos for today that we're releasing in 2021, for example. Right. And I find there's no better segue because plot twist, we are actually bringing in someone very special uh, and near and dear to our team and hearts. Dr. Jarrett Conrad, yes. uh, who is actually uh, one of the main people uh, that contributes to this, that that leads us through this, along with Karina Monison and so many others. Um, but let's bring him in because this, I mean, this is the epic piece and, and we're really excited for him to talk about it. So, but there he is. Uh, <laughs> Here I am. Give us a mic test real quick. Can we hear you? Hello. Hello. Testing. Yes. Very white. Awesome. Um, so Jerick, we're really excited to have you. Can you just tell us who you are, what you do? Maybe tell us a little bit about the Workforce Institute before we jump into the Megatrend discussion. Yeah, I, I can do that, but I, I really want to start off with uh, kind of a bone to pick. I mean, I'm trying to figure out how it is you all have this popular podcast. You got all these downloads, you're climbing up the charts. And this is the first time you invited me to participate. Like, uh, like, no, no. Let's hey, let's take a step back. We've had this discussion on multiple on multiple levels. Uh, but hey, here's the deal. The the prior episode, let's be real, Chris Todd, our CEO, just gave us a lot of flack for this too. He's like, how does this work? And the, two weeks ago, first guest ever is our CEO. So you know what? Maybe we'll just tell Jared to take it up with him. That's, that's yeah, good, yeah. good luck. I, mean, I, I guess if I'm one of those early guests behind Chris, I'm, it's not too bad. Then I, well, too I'd bad. also say, be careful what you wish for, sir. Uh, yeah, so, that's uh, right. That's right. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Well, just a little bit about me, uh, you know, officially at UKG. I run a human insights team, which I get a chance to help wrangle Chaz and Julie uh, every day. Um, (laughs) I also serve as the executive director of the UKG Workforce Institute, which we like to people call us a think tank. I kind of refer to us as a think and do tank. Uh, Chaz, you mentioned, you know, we you know, we're out there. We're trying to be, you know, forward thinking in terms of the research and the big picture. But also this stuff has to translate to something meaningful for people that you know, right. they can use on a day-to-day basis. So, so we try to do that as well. Uh, just by way of background, I am an HR professional by trade. This is what I went to graduate school for. You know, I spent, man, you know, over 25 years now in and around uh, human resources. So uh, I am in the HR tribe. That's awesome. Uh, Yes, I am also in the HR tribe. Uh, I am not the only HR nerd on the team. Um, Jarek, I think, would also consider himself a proud HR nerd, or at least I just dubbed him that. So, um, Jarek, what I would what I would love for for you to just discuss briefly, and for our listeners to understand, how, how do these mega trends? How do they come about? Um, what is the process? How do we? Because yeah. there's so many different things going on in the world. How do we narrow it down? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, we this is really a year long process. Once we get these out and you know, for the first few months, we may still massage them a little bit. 
And then we're already starting to take notes for what's next down the horizon. So, you know, we just interview all of our stakeholders, uh, whether it's uh, internal teams at UKG, uh, the, the research that we would have engaged in over the past year at the mm-hmm. Workforce Institute. Um, uh, you all are out, you know, our whole team is out speaking, interacting with thousands and thousands of people at various organizations. And we bring all that feedback. And as you know, we have these conversations about what are the things that we're seeing. So, you know, it's a combination of the data that's mm-hmm. out there as well as the stories that, you know, help us to to really understand what this data is telling us. And we start with a list of, you know, just dozens of potentials. And we start to talk and we start to talk and we start to realize these three are actually all connected to the same thing. And right. you know, eventually uh, we end up with, with a handful of, of trends that we we feel like, you know, we're pretty reflective mm-hmm. of what's going on out there that people either already know about, should be knowing about and certainly should be planning for. So, it, it, I mean, it is a it is a team effort really across UKG. It's a rather large document, too. Let's be clear. <laughs> yeah, we had to get it down, man. <laughs> it's a rather large oh. document. Well, that's really exciting. You know, here's the deal. I've given this presentation with Teresa to some of our internal stakeholders. Julie's given this presentation to some external stakeholders. And, Jarek, you just presented this at our customer conference about a month ago, uh, you know, to, the, to a broader audience with one of our colleagues, Erica Sandoval. I think it's really important that we we dive into each and we can't spend, I mean, listen, I know when all three of us get in a room and we start talking about this, it could be a seven hour episode and, and our audience would hate us for that. But I, I would love for you and Julie to highlight the first one. Yeah. Let's just have a dialogue and we'll go through all three and then kind of wrap it up um, because we want our people to know, here's what you could be thinking about. Here's what, yeah. here's what you could be thinking about, Jules. Yeah, important also to recognize, you know, we're going to have a conversation about this, but we're also going to provide you links to some resources for the Megatrends. And, uh, you know, we'll make sure that the conversation certainly doesn't end here. In fact, I think in some ways, this conversation is just starting um, as we're just starting to dive into what's going on in the world of of, uh, the Megatrends. So, Jarek, our first one, redefining the employer and the employee relationship. Ah, the age old, (laughs) the age old problem, right? By the way, that's Um, not. That's not the make. That's not new. We know that's not new. Yeah. 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 It's not new. But, you know, I think when we're talking about these new conversations or the conversations we have to have, we can take a topic that's age old and we can have a new conversation based on the world that we're living in now. Mm -hmm. That's what's important. Would you agree? Absolutely. And, you know, the headline is not new. But the, you know, kind of the after the, you know, the semicolon, like that's the or after the colon, that's the the part that is the the new part. It's that, you know, there's not one size fits all. So uh, we're learning more about people who do work. Right. <laughs> and we're starting to understand that, you know, we can no longer use these these categories. You know, gen- generations has been the thing. Right. Oh, Gen Zers compared to, you know, gen- I'm not going to say Gen X is because nobody talks about us anymore. I mean, Gen X you're is- forgotten. You're forgotten. Right. <laughs> you, you never see articles about Gen X. They just <laughs> completely over us. But 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 we, we can no longer use uh, these broad categories to really understand what's going on in our organization. It's just mm-hmm. not enough. I mean, it's uh, it's an overgeneralization to say Gen Z does this or millennials do this. Um, it's one factor. 
And, you know, maybe it gets us some interesting insights. But then, you know, what about age? Uh, You know, whether you're looking at somebody, you know, 50 years ago, 40 years ago, 30 years, when people were in their 20s, they kind of had a lot in common, just being younger, right? And so age is a category. Mm -hmm. Um, You have, uh, despite, you know, what generation you might be in or how old you might be, uh, there's a a, a personal, a, a, a personality style. That you mm-hmm. can have. You remember the big five: extroversion, introversion, openness, you know, all those. Omnivert, yeah. You know, so my personality style is going to help to dictate, you know, what I want from work, what I'm willing to give to work, how I see that relationship. Uh, you you add to that my life stage, mm-hmm. and so if I'm a young single person versus somebody with a growing family, you know, how I look at benefits from a company uh, might be different. Yeah. Uh, um, it, it, the other thing is, it's just overall life experience. So we always talk about DEI and B, and you know, from a diversity standpoint, that's a whole nother category or set of categories that now inform how I look at all this stuff. So mm-hmm. you really got to put all those elements together, and probably some that we didn't even catch, and, and that really determines what somebody's work style or what their expectations would be. So, you know, we just got to we can't take the shortcut uh, anymore and say, you know, women want this. Millennials want this. People over six feet tall want this. Yeah. What if I'm a a millennial who's a woman who's over six feet tall? Then where, where do we go with that? Right. So really what it is, it's, it's avoiding reductionist thinking. Um, it's, right. it's, it's, uh, when we look at statistical data and there's so much statistical data out there and really when it comes to individual circumstances, it's just a lot of times that data doesn't mean much because we talk a lot about how we have to have an employee experience that's unique for each person. And mm-hmm. really every person is unique, obviously, and their wants and their needs, et cetera, um, are, are unique. But aggregate data gives us an interesting starting point. You know, on aggregate, here are some things that we found, but you can't stop there because it has nothing to do with the person that's next to you. That person could be an outlier. Um, so you got to. Now, the reason that I think it becomes a megatrend this year is because we can finally do something about it. You know, technology right. is now allowing us to really understand people at, at a scale that we couldn't in the past. Right. Back sure. in my HR career. I mean, I, you know, we yeah, paper no survey, paper survey, maybe right? we take all these. Yeah. We, what do you think this means? Well, I think right. it means this. I mean, you, you know, technology is allowing us to do that real time. And, you, you know, we can get closer to understanding you as an individual. Sure. Uh, what are your patterns of behavior? What are your expectations? What are your likes and dislikes? What makes a great workplace for you? Um, and if we can get that information, now we can start to customize and we can intervene in a way that's appropriate for an individual instead of for a group that that person may not may or may not uh, have behaviors or uh, expectations consistent with. Yeah. I, go ahead, Jules. No, Chaz, no, all you. What I, what I what I thought was interesting that you mentioned in your in your description earlier of the worker is you never mentioned the actual workplace or the function or the tools. It was solely focused on the person. And, and at the end of the day, you know, whether it's our continuum of needs, which I know you've done a ton of research around the workplace and, and work life technology or life work technology. Um, 
one of the stats that I found interesting as we we dove into the megatrends was we found from Gallup 8.8 trillion in untapped productivity exists. And that begs the question, are organizations looking at the person versus the worker, right? And, and I, I think 8.8 trillion is a large number to for us to take a step back and say, whoa, hold on. Maybe we're onto something here by looking at the person first, what they like, what they dislike. If you are the female who's six foot that, you know, whatever, whatever it is based on the example that you provided, right? It's, it's, it's no longer in the box thinking. I also think this is probably a great segue to trend two, but I'll pause there and let you all comment before we go to trend two. I mean, I'll just say, I, you, you know, you're absolutely right about that. It, it, you know, all that lost revenue. I mean, that's it, 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 discretionary effort. I mean, right. the difference between a, you know, a good performer and a great performer is often that discretionary effort. Right. And the degree that you make some inroads to understanding who I am as a person, mm-hmm. that means you care about me. And right. if you care about me and you're invested in who I am and who I can become both inside your organization and outside your organization, man, I'm willing to do some stuff for you that I might not if the situation wasn't like that. So um, I, I think there's some, you know, this is not all just for the employer. We just want everybody to be happy. I mean, that's right. great. But that translates into real business results. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great point for us to kind of talk about the second piece, because productivity, skills alignment, skills gaps, the widening of it is really they're they're interconnected, right? They're mutually reinforcing, if you will. Um, And the second from buying and borrowing to building and mining, which is trend number two, focuses on that traditional skill set or not focusing on that traditional skill set. Can you talk a little bit about what we mean from buying and borrowing to to building and mining when it comes to skills in the workplace? Yeah. So that, you know, really the, the new piece of that is the the mining. It's really emphasis on building, mm-hmm. uh, but introducing this new uh, option and that is mining. Uh, what do we mean by mining? We mean that, look, we if you lay the context, um, uh, we know that these they're, they're going to continue to be more jobs out there than there right. are people who can fill them. Right. When you look at the population demographics and all this, hey, this is a persistent function of the labor force. Now, we're always going to have that. On the other side, you got the other half of this, what we're calling a double whammy mm-hmm. is that the people that you have, the leaders say they don't necessarily have the skills for the future. And they themselves say, we don't think we have the skills that are necessary for the future. Mm-hmm. And so as an organization, you got to be thinking about this now. You have the, the war for talent is continuing to be heated up. You got mm-hmm. people who have options out there and the people that you have may not be skilled uh, in a way you need them to be skilled to move your business forward. I mean, that is a challenge. So you're not going to be able to just use the traditional you know, methods. You know, for nine box. Here's a nine box. Good luck. You know, <laughs> You're going to have to be creative. And uh, we think one of the best ways to be creative is think about people you've already invested in. They're deep down, maybe in some you know frontline job, you know, in your organization. Maybe they're doing customer service, you know, at a call center or something like that. But it turns out and they love accounting and they do everybody in the family, everybody in the neighborhood. They do all their taxes. They, they love it. They're great at it. They didn't get a chance to go to school to get a degree in accounting because of X, Y, Z. 
man, why don't we figure that out? And if we understand who, can we pluck that person? Can we round them off, give them the education they need to give them some internships in our finance department? Can we start to grow them Mm -hmm. to fill a job that we're going to need in something that they really want to do? Now, to make that happen, we're going to probably have to relax some of the educational requirements and really focus on skills. Mm -hmm. You know, can they do the skills necessary for the job versus do they have a piece of paper who, you know, says that they, you know, got, uh, you know, a degree or certification. So we're going to have to think differently about uh, all of our people what they might be able to contribute long-term and what does it mean to be qualified? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it just a piece of paper or is it your demonstration of skills? Like we can see you do it. Plus, you know, our culture, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you know, we've invested getting you onboarded, you know, who we are and how we operate and you have a positive impact on the people around you. You're the exact kind of person that we want. Why would we roll the dice and continue to go on the street to get somebody when we can invest in you? Right. And I always say, I always say to my audiences, you may have an internal pool of talent that you don't realize that you have because we're not having the conversations to find out what it is that makes people tick or what other skills they may have. So I love that. I love that, Jared. My big thing is curiosity, right? Like that's that's what's driving this. And and you had mentioned, I mean, think about it, right? Let's think about our careers. If we were to simplify it, we did not know that it, 20 years ago or however long ago that you were going to be the executive director of the Workforce Institute or vice president of human insights, right? I, I, I knew it. I knew it about it. Or Julie, hey, I'm going to spend 17 years as a VP of HR and then go inspire HR leaders in public speak, right? So the, the reality of it is we evolve, the workplace evolves, and we like new things. We want to be challenged by new things. We are curious to learn new things. And ironically, Oh, here we go. What do we got? Oh, yeah. Julie, Julie's at a hotel. Julie's at a hotel. No, no I'm not. Uh, oh, I thought oh, you were at a hotel. Now, uh, now I didn't plug chat to say that. But, you know, just the story behind curiosity is that's right. Uh, every year our team picks a theme. Was that's it last right. year's theme? This last, last year's, year's yeah, yeah. Last year's theme was curiosity. And this is something that everybody on the team got for our team retreat. Yeah. And just to remind us uh, to stay curious. So, you know, uh, that that that's really important to to me and uh, something that I you know in, in every job it matters yeah. but I, I don't want to get on a tangent I don't want to break you right no but it's it's tapping into that curiosity right you know you have a frontline worker who may be producing you know meat right but they are doing everybody's taxes I I, I don't know what the situation is but like, <laughs> I, I love I, that listen, I, listen manufacturing it's innate it's so innate to me it's can so I just say one thing me. before we carry on for those of you who are listening to the podcast head over to YouTube to see a picture of or to that's see right. uh, the video of what that's Derek right. and that's Chaz right. is holding up I'm not even going to attempt to describe it <laughs> yeah yeah so, it's the yeah. thing it's the thinking <laughs> Sure. I guess I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Look, yeah. but the bottom line is where where we mine those skills. I clearly learn outside of the workplace. Julie, you clearly learn outside of the workplace. Jarek, you clearly learn outside of the workplace. It is not UKG all of the time for us. And as we evolve into our next career or our next position or whatever, who's having the conversation about what we're curious about inside the organization? And I think that's what you're driving home. Am I missing that? No, you're, you're absolutely uh, on top of it. And again, we got to think we have something we've been talking about at UKG called enterprise thinking. 
mm-hmm. and really encouraging all of our leaders to think about not only your particular organization you're responsible for, but but other parts of the organization. And uh, we have to think about talent that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to know that there are people on my team who, as much as I love them, uh, they 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 may need to go outside of my organization to get a different opportunity right. to learn something else. And maybe one day they can bring it back, but, right. but I can't hold on to them. So mm-hmm. if we're going to mine, we're going to have to be uh, 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 really uh, uh, open and have this enterprise mindset that these are people who work for our organization. And at the moment, maybe they don't report directly to me anymore. But mm-hmm. but uh, we're going to have to think a little bit differently about that. Yeah. But, but Chaz, I think it starts with caring. I, in a lot of the things that we write about and talk about, it's almost we're thinking about the white collar you know, mm-hmm. salary, you know, mm-hmm. we're not always thinking about the frontline person. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like we have this class society in our organizations. And that's got to be shattered. Uh, if we're talking about talent that's going to take us to the future, there is no first and second class. I mean, it right. never was. Uh, and we got to make sure that people on the front lines understand that and open up opportunities for them uh, to do other things in our organization. He actually highlighted, Julie, before I give it back to you, the the entrepreneurship, right? We actually just launched that program at UKG. Just another reason why we're an amazing place is that we are now uh, taking talent who are interested in other areas of the business to go learn other areas of the business. Something Julie and I have shared on previous podcast episodes, I don't know, a year ago, and now the the program has come to life, which is really cool to see because, look, we want to keep talent just like everybody else. Right. We want we want the best. We we want to attract and retain top talent. It's just another way that UKG does it. So, Jules. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'd love to uh, we could talk about each one of these for an entire episode. And I know. We may, we, may <laughs> we, at probably some point. we probably will at some point. But uh, just in the interest of, of time and for the audience, um, let's talk about the third megatrend. Um, mm-hmm. And the third megatrend is the impending ESG gut check, the environmental, social and governance initiatives that have become standard business practices for so many organizations. More than 90% of the S&P 500 companies now publish ESG reports and 70% of Russell 1000 companies publish ESG reports. So this is a big deal. But the real question is, are organizations delivering? Jarek, what, what are your thoughts on this? Yes, and it's it's um, a little bit of a question mark still. Um, depends on who you ask. Uh, right. Depends on who you ask, and that's really the point of this megatrend: is that look, uh, the C-suite is in you know a different position. I mean, that job is completely different than it was a decade ago mm-hmm. uh, because of these you know these outside focus, um, uh, this outside scrutiny uh, in areas uh, like ESG, um, and you got this push pull going on. There has been over the past, I would say, past year or two, an uptick in backlash against ESG. Like you all are getting away from the purpose of a business is to deliver shareholder value and all that other stuff is blah, 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 blah. We're, we're giving too much you know, attention to that stuff. Let's pull back. On the other side, you have people saying, look, you talked about this ESG stuff, but I don't see you doing a whole lot. Show me the receipts. What have you actually done? So not only do we not want you to talk about it as much, we want you to actually start doing more about about it. And so you're getting pulled, you know, on both sides. And it's got to be a difficult place 
for for leaders who just didn't have to respond uh, to this stuff in the past. So, mm-hmm. so that's what we mean by gut check. It's like, OK, who are you really and why are you doing it? Are you doing it because of the pressure you're getting from the outside or are you doing these things because you feel like they make sense for your employees? They make sense for your customers. They make sense for your 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 shareholders, you know, your your stakeholder community uh, at large. Um, so it's interesting. The numbers are mixed, um, mm-hmm. uh, particularly in the areas of DEI and B. Um, while we hear about some great successes, uh, sometimes they're outliers. Mm-hmm. When you start to look at the numbers, the investments have not added up to what people kind of pledged they would be. We have not seen uh, dramatic changes inside organizations from a demographic standpoint. I mean, it, we we have not gone through this transformational process that some people had hoped we would have gone through over the past few years, given all the the George Floyd and you know all sure. the stuff that was so high profile. So, it, what we're recommending is like, look, what can you what can you count on? Mm-hmm. We know that culture is important. That's right. We know that culture is important for your employees. We know that culture is important for. Uh, your business uh, and profitability. So Great Place to Work has all kind of data on that. So we're saying, look, stay true to who you are and who you say you're going to be. What is your values? What What is your culture that you're trying to drive? Stay, stay strong with that, whether it's good times or bad. A- again, Great Place to Work has data that show in these really challenging times when the economy is down and we're dealing with some kind of crises, uh, a crisis. Those organizations that stay true and continue to invest in their culture, they come out higher on a profitability standpoint. So, yeah. so that's what our recommendation is. And you know, by the way, Julie, I, I probably should have mentioned part of what goes into the megatrends is first exploring what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And so these broad societal issues we talk about them and then we think about, okay, well, what are the workplace implications for these? And, and that's really where this, uh, this third megatrend comes from. And it, it, it's a global phenomenon, but it's particularly challenging here, especially as we start to get into this next presidential election cycle. Mm-hmm. Here meaning the United States. We do have a global yes. audience here in the United States. <laughs> um, there, yeah. There's going to be more. We're going to see more stories about this. There's going to be more debate about this. This is probably going to intensify uh, even more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I just wonder also if the conversation also turns to if the receipts are due, let's say the receipts aren't there. The amount of transparency that organizations can provide just saying, hey, we missed the mark here, but here's Mm -hmm. how we're going to do better. I think is really important, uh, especially in a world where rumors can run so rampant and, oh, they said they were going to do this and they didn't do that, didn't do that, and et cetera. So just that transparency, I think, becomes important. I also we, think, we actually, that, sorry, just one point really quick to add, I mean, just timely, uh, this morning, we sat in on a meeting with our marketing department to talk about, you know, how are we doing versus how we said we we're going to do relative to some of these issues. And, mm. and you know, we see you know, exactly what's going on from a number standpoint and all that. And our whole team gets a chance to, our whole leadership team gets a chance to weigh in and talk about, you know, how do we course correct uh, if we're not going in the right direction? We celebrate our successes and we try to figure out, you know, how do we make sure that this is sustainable? Because again, this is not 
you know, we're responding to a trend and we're, this is, we have a fundamental belief that these are the right things to do for our business over the long term. And so how do we make sure these things are sustainable? Go, go ahead, Chad. No, I think people just have a threshold or, or a meter of you said you were going to do this and you, and you didn't, right? And, and then companies have their hands up and saying, well, why can't we you know, achieve better profitability? Why can't we you know, get the culture that we want? Why can't we? And employers are like, well, you, you just talk out of both sides of your mouth and then attrition rates go up and you see, you kind of see it all with the domino effect. Right. And that goes with any issue beyond ESG. And what I find so reasonable about this is that this is also a major contributor to the culture that you want to perpetuate. Right. And, and it's the more you invest in it, right. The, the better the result, the more you talk about it and don't do it, the end result is not going to be what you expect. It's not that difficult, but I love the point that both of you made is if you say you're going to do it, just do it. Right. Yeah. And if, and if you can't, then communicate that. Right. And, and, and the, why the why behind it, you know, if you tell them the why behind it, people can generally, they right. understand that man and they feel respected and right. they trust you more. And obviously trust is the buzzword for us. I mean, it's the, right. the, the, the basis, the foundation for building a great place to work. So right. uh, and you got to be cons- intentional and consistent That's right. because sometimes it may go like this, but you got to stay the course. Cool. Yeah. Well, I think stay the course. I love that. I think that's a great uh, part, a great uh, segue to an ending here. Um, because Jarek, you know, you asked it, you said, why did it take so long? Well, this conversation has told us we need to have you back. So um, <laughs> I think there's a lot more that we can discuss. And maybe as the year uh, goes on, we can do a, a, a sort of a gut check for ourselves, see where we are yeah. with these trends. And six months and- from now. Yeah. Like and, 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 you know, have a conversation, et cetera. So, um, yeah. So I, I, I think with that being said, Chaz, what did you find your purpose in today? Hey, I'll tell you what, it's always good to work with bright minded folks and creative people. Uh, and I just appreciate Jarek taking the time out of his busy schedule, uh, to record this and, and more importantly, to continually allow us to space Julie to, to think differently and challenge our own curiosity yeah. and say, Hey, go do something that for, for the company. So we, we I appreciate that, Jared, Julie. Jared, no, I'm going to own it. Oh, yeah, I was going to let him have a little extra time to think. No, so. no, no, he doesn't have time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, look, let me say, I don't say it enough. Let me say, I'm proud of you all for, you know, the work that you're doing, you're doing a great job with this podcast. I continue to hear uh, great things. Um, I'm, you know, I'm excited for you and your success in this. So, uh, so thank you for that. And, uh, I guess in, in finding my purpose, I mean, I, I, you know, I, 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 I've always loved HR. I mean, I went into HR because I thought it really had an opportunity to serve this unique role that nobody else could do, uh, what an HR team can do for an organization. I mean, just use this unique role to touch so many aspects of the organization. And, uh, and I've always enjoy that. And, you know, as people probably can hear my voice, I still get excited uh, in talking about these things. So I guess that's in my purpose is that I, you know, I'm, I'm doing that thing that I, I feel like I, I feel like I was meant to do. Cool. And uh, it makes it exciting to think about what 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 is the 2025 megatrends going to look like and, and you know, and how they're going to affect uh, what we do as a company and what we're talking to our customers about. Yeah. Thank you, Jarek, for that. You know, I, I, my purpose um, is that 
these mega trends every year, I see them and I lean into them and I really try to dive deeper. And what I want our audience to know and UKG customers and prospective customers and everyone Mm -hmm. is that we're going to be taking these mega trends and talking about them in a little bit more of a micro scale as well in terms of industries, in terms of, um, you know, different uh, size organizations, et cetera. So more to come. Um, and uh, I, I will end the, the show here by first thanking you so much, Jarek, for all of your support and you, you championing the podcast and you leading the Workforce Institute and your leadership. Uh, we, I know Chaz and I really appreciate it and, and, and our whole team does. Um, and also want to say thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also uh, don't forget to those of you who are listening to like and subscribe. Um, and use the hashtag PeoplePurposePod on social media sites. But also, please don't forget to visit WorkforceInstitute.org. And at WorkforceInstitute.org, you're going to see all of the Megatrend stuff <laughs> um, and, and a lot of other research as well. So uh, with that, thank you all. And Thanks for uh, listening, hope, y'all. hope you have a great day. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks so Cheers, much. y'all. Take Bye. care, everybody. Bye.